Welcome to Icons in the Making. I'm your host, Heather Stern, CMO at Lippincott, the creative consultancy behind some of the world's best brands. Join me as I sit down with the leaders of today's most influential brands. You'll hear stories of transformation and walk away with a new perspective on what it means to be an icon. This is Icons in the Making. When it comes to the topic of disruptive brands, it's hard not to talk about Airbnb. What began as a single bed and breakfast in San Francisco is now a global platform that connects more than 1 billion guests to over 4 million hosts around the world. Airbnb has not just transformed the way people travel, it's changed the game on how we think about digital experience design, brand value creation, and the power of community. Today, I'm speaking with the woman who has been instrumental in the brand's growth, Nancy King, Vice President of Marketing. Nancy has been with the brand since 2015 and is behind some of Airbnb's most defining moments, including the recent Categories campaign and Made Possible by Hosts, which served as a pillar of Airbnb's IPO narrative. Nancy is a fervent believer in the importance of purpose being central to the DNA of a company, and she is a brilliant marketer who sees her role not just rooted in communications, but in driving how a business operates, innovates, and makes its mark on culture. She's a very busy woman, and so I'm grateful that she was able to take some time today to talk with us. Without further ado, welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much, Heather. I'm happy to be here, and what a flattering introduction. (laughs) Well, it's all true. I didn't make any of it up, and I remember when we met at Airbnb's headquarters in San Francisco, just how open and humble and insightful you were. And so I was really excited to make this work. So to start, I know you, your husband, and your two sons have explored many different Airbnbs around the world. Which is your favorite and what's on your wish list? I can definitely tell you my favorite. When my husband's brother got married, we found this Airbnb in Italy which was like right in the center of old kind of historic square. It was stone steps, a winding stone staircase to get up to it. And the the listing itself was so amazing. The post of it had all of his grandmother's paintings decorating the the entire space. And it was this like incredible collection, maybe like a hundred paintings in this home that was probably built in like sometime in the 1800s. And it felt like I was traveling back in time. So that was definitely my favorite. We have a new category called the Arctic. And if you go and look at some of the listings in that, they are unbelievable. So someday I want to take my kids there to sort of the end of the earth and stay in a a dome and, and see the Northern Lights. So that's on my bucket list for someday. That sounds amazing. And a good lead in to the categories campaign and just the continued evolution of the brand. Tell me about the campaign. Tell me what you're excited about as it relates to the campaign and what you hope it does for the brand. So categories has really been a long time in the making. One of the things our CEO, Brian Chesky, said back in 2016 was finding a great Airbnb is like finding a needle in a haystack. You never know whether or not you're going to find the perfect thing. And So there was a multi-year project to build out the taxonomy for Airbnb because we have such diverse inventory and it was hidden. And so there was a huge engineering project over the years to try to classify and understand all of the different inventory, which is what made categories from a product perspective possible. 
from an advertising perspective, what I'm most excited about is that people have no idea what we offer. There's a lot of legacy perceptions of us being more like a couch surfing brand. There's perceptions that were only shared accommodations. And so it was such a gift to the marketing team when this launched because it allowed us to showcase some of our most interesting inventory with a product experience that allowed people to find it for themselves. We did research before the work launched and what we heard over and over again, which was so exciting to me, was I had no idea Airbnb had that. And so we really, from a marketing perspective, it was so simple. Just tell people and show people the categories that we have. And so we launched that work last May. We've gotten a great response to it. We've seen big shifts in, in perception of the brand. And so it is really kind of perfect example of product and marketing working together to deliver something new. Well, I think that was the thing when we met, you had talked about, and I don't know if this was at the beginning of your career at Airbnb, but at some point there was a shift where it was clear you felt in order to really move the needle, marketing has to be embedded with product and it can't be in these silos. Was that a conscious change at that time? And how is the business oriented broadly in order to deliver on that promise? Absolutely. It was a conscious change. I mean, I think it was a great output of what we went through during the pandemic. So prior to the pandemic, we were organized much more like a lot of tech companies. We had verticalized teams with their own set of OKRs and everybody running towards their individual goals. And the pandemic forced us to radically simplify and to say, if we're going to do one or two things, what are they and how do we all work together? And so we completely changed the way the organization works. We functionally integrated. We focused on a handful of products. We developed a product launch cadence. So twice a year, we ship new products and we work together. So I work on a team with our head of product, our head of design, our heads of creative. And it has been so much more fun because what you can do when you work together is so much bigger than what you can do working individually. And we spend far less time debating whose idea is better or what should get funded. We go all in on bigger things. And so I think in, in many ways, it was probably the best unintended outcome of a really hard period that we went through during the beginning of the pandemic. I can't help but ask, what was that like for you? I mean, obviously, we all were grappling with it. And you happen to be in the travel industry, and that was hit so hard. I'm interested to understand how this resurgence is now taking place. But I don't know, what was that like? And what did you, what did you learn from all of it? I think I learned I need far less sleep than I thought. But no, you know, I I think what I learned and and what's always been so appealing to me about Airbnb is it's never just been a job. And so when everything was sort of falling apart, we didn't know what was going to happen to our business. The passion that the people at the company brought to trying to forge a path forward was really incredible. And I think It was a crisis, but it was a crisis that brought people together. We were all worried about so many things, but I suppose probably like many people, you look back and are like, wow, it really helped me figure out what's important, 
help me figure out how to prioritize things in my life. I feel sort of appreciative of where I am now after going through all of that. Yeah. I mean, there's a sense of when you go back to that time, which wasn't actually that long ago. Wow. Like, well, we got through it. Obviously, different people were grappling with different circumstances, but we are resilient as people. And I think the desire to kind of make things better, as you said, to focus on what's important, which brings me to what you were mentioning of some of the positive changes that came out of that. I also had heard Brian talk about the pandemic sharpen the brand's focus and get back to your roots and what's truly special about Airbnb. We've had conversations about purpose and how purpose guides decision-making. Tell me about that idea of getting back to the roots and the role that purpose plays as you're making decisions about what to do, what kind of stories to tell, what kind of products to bring to market. Yeah, absolutely. I think fundamentally, we have always been a brand about belonging and connection. And getting back to our roots, in my perspective, meant recognizing the critical role that our hosts played in delivering that. Without our hosts, there is no Airbnb. And we have 4 million people who open up their homes to millions of guests around the world and create these experiences that you can't have anywhere else. And so remembering that and recognizing the importance of it was very grounding. That's what led to our Made Possible by Host campaign. It was just, we don't know if people are going to travel. We don't know if people are even able to travel, but let's highlight what our hosts make possible. And this world that has been created because of people being willing to, to do this and to, to try something different and do something that not that long ago, people said, that is a crazy idea. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? And I think another thing that we realized was talking about purpose isn't enough. And so if we want to deliver change in the world, let's do that in really tangible ways. So many brands over the past five or six years have woven purpose into their narratives as a business opportunity. And I think for Airbnb, it was never about the business opportunity. It was about the mission. Some of the things that we've done that I'm most proud of are nonprofit team, which is called Airbnb.org, during the Afghan refugee crisis and at the beginning of the war in Ukraine, did a ton of work to open up homes to people who were who were fleeing or who didn't have a place to live. For me, that is how purpose is still deeply woven into what we do, but not as a marketing message, as a company strategy. As you said, with the tangibility, like not what you say, but what you do and making decisions that in some cases might go against profitability or certain KPIs, but are the right thing to do based on what you fundamentally believe and what your values are. And I think people recognize that. And I'm sure within the organization, that passion that you saw during the pandemic continues because people, they want to certainly do work that they're passionate about, they can have fun with, but that I think has meaning to them. So it was really, really amazing to see that and to see the brand pivot into that and continuing to build that side of itself. So many people across the company raised their hand and were like, I don't know what you need, but I'm willing to to do something to help. That's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about the changes that you've seen. You joined in what kind of an Airbnb lives must feel like many, many lives, right? In 2015, what has changed the most and what has stayed the same? 
That's a really good question. I mean, people in tech always say like this expression of growth mindset. And I think I've always approached my job as, can I learn something? And Mm -hmm. when I joined Airbnb in 2015, I wondered because I had left a long career on the agency side, I wondered if I was going to be bored. And I definitely learned that it is not, there, there is nothing about it that is boring. I joined because as a person, I make decisions more intuitively and emotionally probably than many people, but it was a a company that, in a category that I could sell all day. I feel mm-hmm. great asking people to travel. There aren't a lot of things that I would be excited to sell to the world, to be honest. It had a vision for the world that aligned with my personal values and my experience using the platform. And the people that I met during the interview process were the kinds of people that I would want to spend my time with. And so that's really why I made the decision. You know, I didn't know that I was getting onto a rocket ship when I joined. We, for reference, we had 24% aided awareness in the U.S. when I joined. We are now this massive and iconic global brand. Everyone knows Airbnb. But at the time, it was still kind of a crazy idea. And why I've stayed is that it just continues to evolve and change. You know, I mean, there is never a moment where there aren't new and different challenges. And I feel fortunate that I have continued throughout my time here, been given opportunities to grow and stretch. You know, I started at leading our first brand strategy and consumer insights team. And that's how I got really immersed in defining the brand and defining our positioning and our first global campaign. But after that, I worked on our product team. I worked on building out a merchandising function, which was with an engineering team to to be able to do localized campaigns. And now I'm leading marketing. And so I've really sort of been a student of the company and the brand for, for so many years. And I keep getting opportunities to take on more. So that's, you know, that's why I stay. That continues to be challenging and exciting to me. How many people were at the company when you joined and how many now, roughly? There were definitely less than a thousand globally when I joined. And a lot of those were people outside of the US getting markets off the ground, new countries, mm-hmm. host recruitment, sales teams. Now I think they're probably close to 6,000. Wow. Amazing. Do you still feel like it's a startup? You know, as you said, think about how ubiquitous it is now and like kind of can't imagine it not existing, but yet it really is a young brand. Do you feel like there's a startup culture and that has remained? What is the ethos, the day-to-day feel? You know, it's a little bit different. I think at the beginning, it was a startup culture in that everybody was willing to do anything to move the business forward. Mm -hmm. There was just so much hustle and ambition to do things that seemed impossible and somehow people pulled them off. Now I think it is a a different version of a startup mentality because what's great about it is that creativity and ideas are at the core of what we do. And to me, that makes it feel like it's always clay that can be molded. Mm. There's always an opportunity to shape and evolve and grow. And so I think that is similar to what you find in a lot of startups. It is not a rinse and repeat. Every year's roadmap has slight changes to it. We're just kind of doing the same thing and trying to make it a little bit better. It is like creating totally new things all the time. And so 
that is exciting to me. It can be exhausting because it is constant reinvention, but I think that's how it still feels in many ways like a startup because there's sort of possibility for anything to happen. And I think at the core, this sense of optimism too, right? Like there's a world out there and it's there for the taking and we're here to remind people what it's like to experience something totally different and new. And as you said, go to the end of the earth or go back in time. And as I continue to see some of the properties and some of the experiences that you offer, it makes me smile. In some cases, some of them are outrageous, but it's fun. And like, I feel like we need more of that in the world. I think by nature, people want to explore and discover. I mean, just look at the course of history. That's what people have yeah. been doing forever. And it, and now we live in a world that's been mapped and photographed and every inch of it discovered. And Airbnb actually created this new layer of the world to explore. And I think that's like really exciting to people to be able to discover things, to be able to go to places that were formerly off limits. You weren't allowed to go to somebody's apartment in Paris before. You weren't allowed to go to these places where there's no hotels, there's no other reason to visit. And I think it it triggers something in people that's like very intrinsic to who we are as humans and exciting. And I do think that's part of why we continue to be successful. Yeah. So in terms of what you oversee now in your role, it's the global brand, performance marketing, and the Marcom teams. There's a lot of talk about how marketing continues to evolve and is increasingly being tasked with, quite frankly, the kinds of things you're already doing. How has your view of marketing and the team and the talent required changed, is changing? Tell me a little bit about the art, science, craft of marketing and how it's evolving. The biggest change that's taken place is bringing product and marketing together. And so we say that we are a product-led brand marketing team. And so we start with the product and our role is to educate people about those products in order to drive growth. So that's a huge change. And that is where the Marcom team, which manages all of our launches and, and works with the product team and brand marketing came together. So that's sort of the big step one. And the second is in many organizations and certainly in the early days of Airbnb, it felt that the relationship between performance marketing and brand marketing was like a zero-sum game. It was a competitive between two teams within the same company. And now we work as one team. They are an extension of what we're doing on the brand side. They're also an insights generator for us. What are people searching for? What is resonating? What pages are people visiting? Which categories are interesting? And so we work in a much more integrated way now too. You know, what I've realized is that it fundamentally reduces the total workload. And it allows us to say, let's do one thing. Let's use categories as an example. Let's do one thing with excellence across every channel. So what does that mean in terms of our paid marketing? How do we change our SEM strategy? What are the emails that we send? Every touch point. And so that is great. It means that this body of work that we put out into the world, I'm really proud of. And it makes sense from a consumer perspective who doesn't see things linearly, who doesn't see them in the way that we want to see them. They happen upon them you know, at different moments in time. But that cohesiveness has been probably the biggest change and the thing that I'm really excited about and has been hard for us in the past to do. And focus. 
I, I think that's really hard. I think we're just pulled in so many different directions and chasing that and chasing this and throwing things up against the wall, hoping something sticks. And this notion of saying, let's do one thing with excellence across all the channels, everything that we do is, it takes discipline and it takes like a real focus on where you're going. I applaud that because the impact is so much greater than all these little discrete things that are coming out from left field. I want to talk about a study that you had done, I think it was a few years ago, on kind of what makes a brand iconic. And there were five key attributes, and one of them was about driving culture. And there, I think, is a lot of talk about really not just observing, not just like participating in, but shaping culture as a brand and knowing what your audience values and being a brand that they pull in versus a brand like pushing in. And just curious about that study, what were some of the other insights and how have you taken that and applied that to what you're doing at Airbnb? Yeah, good memory. And that feels (laughs) like a hundred years ago. A lot of shaping culture at Airbnb comes from our CEO because he is instinctively someone who can look to the future and identify opportunities and believe in those opportunities. And I would, to sort of go back to categories, we, in the early days of categories, what we were working on was flexible travel. And we saw this emerging trend where people were going different places than they'd ever gone before. You couldn't, people didn't feel comfortable getting on a plane. They were picking a place within driving distance. They were going to towns they had never heard of. They were staying longer because they could work remotely. And very early, we identified that as a big opportunity. The world is changing and the way people are traveling is changing. And so our product roadmap was built on this insight that we want to make it possible for people to explore the world in these different ways. And I think that's an example of seeing what was happening and making a bet on it and seeing if we could actually legitimize and catalyze some of these behaviors. You know, I think, I don't know how you felt, but sometimes I would feel guilty going and working somewhere else or I, you know, I'm supposed to be here. You know, there's, there's this like longstanding idea of like what work is supposed to be and where you're supposed to be and what being a responsible employee is. And that meant being in the office all the time. And so I think what's happened since that beginning of the insight is what's led to categories. It's led to a totally different search paradigm that we've built that allows people to search for more flexibly for longer periods of time, for a month at a time. And so that's a great example of us taking insights about how the world was changing and using those to try to shape and influence culture. It's amazing to have that kind of inspiration coming from the top So building on Brian Chesky and the leadership and the inspiration and the vision that he brings to the team, I saw that he had once said that what makes Airbnb so revolutionary isn't what it is today, but what it can be. Again, that idea of possibility and continued evolution and change. What do you see for the future of the brand? What's on the horizon? What excites you about the direction that you're going? I think that if you take our core model of hosting, of people offering parts of their lives or selves to other people, 
it becomes clear that there is sort of an infinite runway of opportunities for people to do that. How do people monetize different things in their lives? You know, our experience product is an example of a evolution of our of our business model into a new space. One of the things that I remember from 2016 and one of my early meetings with Brian and he was like, at our core, we're not just a traveling company, we're a living company. And I think that is a really interesting thought for how our brand evolves. And you've seen during the pandemic, an increase in people staying in Airbnbs for 30 days or longer. These behaviors around the platform that have evolved us from a long weekend or a you know a couple of days of holiday to a way to live in a different place. And will that be the future of the company? I have no idea. But that's an example of how we are evolving beyond being a travel brand into something that can offer a lot more to people. Has there ever been an instance where you put something out there, whether it was a product or a campaign, and it just missed the mark? It didn't do what you thought it was going to do. I think we often talk about and celebrate all of the successes, but it's like the things that missed the mark or that didn't quite go the way that we expect can also have these really illuminating lessons. So anything that you can think of that you can share? Of course. I mean, I <laughs> what if you were like, no, I've never, I've never, yeah. <laughs> everything I've ever done and performed exactly as I expected. Yeah, no, then I would be a liar. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course, there's lots of things. I think one thing we've been talking about recently is, and looking back at how we talked about hosting. And this goes back to maybe 2018, 2019. And we wanted the world to know how much we believed in hosting and how important it was. In doing that, I think we positioned hosting as something sort of more like a calling. And looking back, it's easy to see how intimidating that is. People don't want to take on a new identity. They want to try something new. They want to make some extra money. They want to see if this idea of putting their place on Airbnb works. And looking back at that, I think it it's clear now that we actually raised the bar to entry rather than lowering the bar to entry inadvertently. And we talked to people about when people become hosts, there's sort of a transformation. They come for very functional reasons and they stay for very emotional reasons. And so marketing the sort of emotional reasons to people before they understood that was too big of a leap and seemed too weighty to say, come find your passion doing this thing. And so we've really rethought how we introduce hosting to people. And we, we have some new work that's coming out later this year where you'll see a different take on, on how we talk about hosting. It's such a great example because it, it is nuanced. And I think a lot of marketing is putting images out that are aspirational and that are trying to create demand and interest. But if you take it one step too far, and so it was almost, to your point, kind of scaling it back and just pivoting it. That's a great example. Thank you for sharing that. You've had, obviously, an incredible career at Airbnb and then prior have, as you said, been on the agency side and have worked with some incredible brands. You 
once said that it's refreshing to hear when people's journeys aren't just these like meteoric rises. They are a series of learnings and changes. And just curious when people come to you, as I'm sure they do, for advice on, you know, how how do you get to where you are or what advice do you have for me if I want to get into this space? What are some of the things you tell those mentees or those that are kind of looking for that silver bullet, which doesn't exist, to your point? I tell people that they need to find the one thing that they're excited about and really lean into it. That's how I think we all have a tendency, as you said earlier, to spread ourselves across too many things and then to not deliver real impact on any of them. And so I've had the benefit of being able to find things that I'm so passionate about and focused on and kind of use that to prioritize away some of the noise. And I think that that is both more satisfying to people and it gives people permission to say no to things, which is incredibly hard. I think that it's easy to believe that saying yes to everything is the path to success. And it's not. It is the path to being pulled in too many different directions. And as a a leader, I love it when people come to me and say, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Do Do I need to do this? I think the second thing is to find somebody who advocates for you. I started my career believing very much in in a meritocracy. And if you just work harder than everybody else, you will be seen. And in some ways, that's a good path. But I think you need somebody that's looking out for you. And so finding that person who can mentor you or who can champion you really matters. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think another thing we've talked about is the changing of the tide and really pushing for inclusion and diversity and leaders that may not look like the leaders that came before them. And, you know, I think having someone like you in the role that you're in is just going to help the door being open for others that, you know, hadn't been able to maybe get into that room, right? And I agree with you that it's, you can do everything right, but there is something about having an advocate and having someone that's going to also push you and challenge you. And so finding that person isn't always easy, but I think continuing to look for that person is important. Well, I like to end each episode with a question that is kind of fitting for the fact that this is all about iconic brands, iconic leaders. And so my question to you is, who is your icon? I love this question. I feel like I have so many people that I admire in the world. But the one that comes to mind that's most relevant to sort of this chapter of my life is Diane Arbus. I don't know if you know her. She's a photographer. She, she was a photographer. She's, she's passed away. I learned about her early in my career. It was in the 90s when I was working in advertising and my boss had a collection of Diane Arbus artwork. And what I found so compelling about her is that she photographed marginalized communities. I mean, people from the circus, people with deformities. And really, she was a pioneer in representation and was someone who so early on used creativity to normalize others. And I feel in many ways, we've operated in a similar way at Airbnb. And it is a a testament to how creativity and representation and seeing people for who they are can really evoke change in the world. 
someday I want to own a Diana Arbus photograph. So that's, yeah, I just love her. Note to those that are listening in, in yeah. Nancy's life, like get together, gift I'll her one of those. i my husband before exactly. my next birthday. <laughs> exactly. I want to thank you so much. It's been so good to connect and talk with you. And what I've always been struck by is there's no BS with you, you know? You're just really thoughtful and honest about what you love and what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. And it's clearly paying off for the brand and for your teams. And I'm excited to hear when you do get to the end of the world with your husband and your two boys. And you could tell me next time about what that experience was like and just wish you and the team only good things because I think you're doing really important work. So thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you so much, Heather. This was really fun. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, share with your colleagues and friends and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And if you're feeling really generous, leave us a five-star rating. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. Thanks.